on the rave. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. I am that stick of nag shampoo you were handed by a hippie on your way into the portaloo that he just fouled, which is gonna make that 10 minutes you stand in there gurning and making a line a little bit more acceptable. Gav! Hello, and I am that excited schoolboy that played this record from the artist that we have got on later. And since then, it's never left my DJ bag when playing old school. I'm ready. And you are tuned in once again to the On, on the, the Rave podcast. And it's our birthday! We've managed a whole year in Rave. This was just a throw together idea that me and Addy had one mortal night, probably. Shenanigans. Uh, shenanigans, yeah. At some party somewhere, and we've managed to keep going for 12 months. We've managed to rattle out. This is the 24th episode of these Hardcore Histories. Where How many in total with the mixes, Gav? With all the mixes and stuff. Um, uh, 36. Oh. After this week? After this week's 36. Yeah, so we're just blamming the content out for all of you. Especially this week. Yeah, Look yeah. Look at stop yeah, um, I hope we haven't saturated you with our voices too much. Um, but in the meantime, we'll start the podcast the way we always start the podcast, which is with a bit of Raver's, Raver's choice. choice. And the winner is someone somewhat familiar to us. He's, he's a toy. He looks like Peter Crouch a bit. He he is, that's what you're talking about. He is. He's a giant. He's a giant man. And he's one of the softest men on the planet. He's a lovely bloke. He's been on the podcast. You can go back to episode seven and listen to what he said. But when we posted for all of you to pick a Raver's Choice tune for the birthday, he picked the slamminest one in the comments section. So Definitely did. Definitely Jamie, did. Jamie, Mr. Massive, Wonky, Peter Crouch, Johnston, thank you very much for your, for your suggestion. And in your very honour, uh, Raver's Choice, this time out, is going to be by FFF. It's called Torturing Soundboy, and the version he's picked is the DJK VIP mix. Boom! Torturing, 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 torturing you so well. It's torturing you! It's torturing, 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 torturing you so well. Torturing, 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 torturing you so well. Sing out of this boy on the fucking dance, and he's getting boring. Let me play some real fucking... I need to kill a sound boy now and just send him home. Pass the gun. I need to kill a sound boy now and just send him home.
is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on Facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave on you can find rave. us on Twitter at on the rave you can find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on Instagram that's my favourite one then where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, oh goodness! Good. Oh, it's good. Oh, there's now like a bit of rungle clark jungle to get you going and get That's you got all excited. As well. Gavin's got nice pianos. It's, it's proper ravey. It's got ragga jungle. It's it's everything. It's perfect. I think it's very what fitting. A, what a way to open the show. Yeah, it is. It's a very fitting way to open the show. So we said before that we'll be banging out content for you all of the last week. Excuse the burp. I'm drinking lemon water. Um, we've banged out three mixes this week that you might have already seen. And if you haven't, we'll speak a little bit about them right now. So, um, first off, Addy's put together a list of all of his scientific tracks and mixed them into one disgusting hour and 20 minute session for you. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, that. Mix has been put out as a year of science and shenanigans. You can download that everywhere it's available. It's available right now. It's available right now on iTunes, on Spotify, on Podcast, on Podbean. Podbean. On, on loads of other platforms yeah. that we don't know about, but we get the analytics through, but so yeah. we, they're all there. Yeah, yeah, well, like all of... All we're not of, hard to find. Wherever you're, wherever you're downloading, we're from, we're getting the information. And we can't thank you enough for downloading. We're. And as we said, there's another two mixes you've seen there, and these are... The DGUEP presents Full Mental Racket, yeah. recorded 96-ish. Yeah. In my mom's kitchen. And it's a lost tape from all the way back. Uh, Again, like, we will say, we've said sorry for the quality of it. It's recorded onto a cassette, ladies and gentlemen. It's recorded on the cassette that was 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 turned into an MP3. Back in the day, you could buy it over the counter at Base Generator Records for approximately £7. £7? What's that, a modern inflation? I don't know. It's probably fucking 50 quid these days. But at the time, that was exactly the same price as a record. (laughs) Ah, well, but for the two sides of the cassette. Yeah. So, yeah. I would get a record for every one I sold. There you go. So, um, yeah, you can get all of those mixes, as I said, they're available. And we're about catalogue of work. Um, we've got a couple of things we wanted to say. Um, first off, we've got to say another massive thank you to our patrons. We've got a pair of patrons who are lovely, lovely people. What a pair. And we're going to continue to say thank you in every short of them. So, if you want to be one of them as well, Gavin. You can get onto Patreon and join the Front Right Massive. Woo! Um, uh, it'll cost you all of about three pounds. It's not even three, three pounds. It's three dollars. Yeah, it's three dollars. Um, uh, and you get to join in with the shenanigans, and you get the special inside track on what's going on. As everyone from Patreon has been informed of what's going on before you've of all seen what's coming up with the podcasts and such. So thanks again, Coopsteins and Ollie Wood, uh, Wood uh, who are our supporters and part of the Front Right Massive. Um, this podcast, of course. 
the, the no the previous podcast of course episode 23 was with Don's from Basement Snacks it he's is. our wonderful wonderful sponsor and it was the day of firsts wasn't it Addy it was yeah. first lady first lady of rave first sponsor that we had on the podcast first time anyone played Prince and also an unprecedented uh, YouTube result um, Don's list got us banned from three you. times three times over we got YouTube fucked like, well done, Dodds. Well, yeah, she's picked, done well. She picked such good tunes that everyone decided they wanted a piece of the on the rave pie. But YouTube's not monetized for us. We don't charge you for this content. So just keep enjoying it for free. And we're sorry it's not on YouTube anymore, but that's down to analytics and all of that shite. Um, this is the first of three podcasts we're doing in conjunction with a little local festival called Lindisfarne. Way So uh, we are hoping to be going up to Lindisfarne and having a meet up there. We'll talk a little bit about that in a future, future episode, podcast. Yes. Um, but for now, we'll crack on with the interview with our guest who's going to be on today. Again, this guest isn't from Newcastle. We've recorded everything on Skype, Discord, whichever one we actually... One of those platforms. One of those platforms. Whatever ones we decide to use. But we've had a wonderful chat with a wonderful man and you're about to hear the conversation that happened. Addy, guess what? Whoa, guess what, Gaff? Uh, we have another guest on the podcast. Well, who's it this week? Well, for the birthday, we've like we've rolled out the red carpet and brought in uh, a bit of a rave legend, as you said in the introduction. Um, someone who you definitely one of my rave heroes from back in the day. Yeah, you still got the record in your bag. Um, still, never left. We are currently connected via the internet with Dream Frequency. Uh, I, Ian, how's I it going? That. I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm sat in my studio here. We were just discussing beforehand about if I could put the aircon on, it makes me sound like like I've got like this big studio. But no, it's uh, it's in my biggest bedroom and the aircon's on and I'm sat in my studio and ready to chat, man. Good, good. good. Stuff. That's a good way to go. So, um, for the uninitiated, if there are any out there who don't already know a little bit about you, do you want to give us a little bit of background? How long you've been doing this? What you're known for? Yeah, I mean, a long time, you know, like some of your other guests that you've had on. So we're talking, I think I was trying to work it out. For house music, it's got to be 28 years. It's got to be at least 28 years, which that's a lifetime, you know. So yeah, literally, literally probably second wave in. So, you you know, for any of the actual train spotters or originals there. So like my heroes would have been like Fast Eddie, all the Chicago, the Detroit stuff that oh, was yeah. coming Um, And then I got into making it. Um, you know, buying bits of equipment, um, so and then progressed, and then sort of from about eighty-eight to sort of ninety, making absolutely terrible tunes and trying to get a deal, which I can tell you about later on how that all and you know, thingy. and then and then I just just ended up leaving British Aerospace where I was working and doing it full time, which I'm I'm doing now bizarrely. So um, yeah, so I've been doing it a, a, a quite a long time and under different names as well. So obviously the Dream Frequency thing's still going. But, you know, I've had, like, Dancing Divas, which are still dipping in and out of. I did, we did a lot of remixes with this other guy. Um, and some trans stuff under Quake and DuJour. And and then currently I'm doing a lot of cutting-edge new house and tech and, and techno under me blending in. So I'm spinning lots of plates, guys, spinning lots of plates. Yeah, it sounds so. like you've got those thumbs in many, many pies. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just suits my personality because I, I I do get a bit of a short attention span and, but, and I've got an eclectic taste. You know, as you know, when we're filling in the um, the questionnaire and and even in the rave scene, 
you know, when you, when we started, it was, um, you know, of a rave night now, it's quite genre-specific now, but, and, you know, when we started raving, it was like you get a hip-hop tune, you get some an acid house tune, then you get a house tune, all back-to-back, all in one night, and I think that's kind of stayed with me, really. Yeah, that progression, I think, is quite important. Yeah, like, it's a good mix. Yeah. It's a good mix. When you've got a good mix of tunes going on, like it, it, you don't have to just have that one genre. Yeah, yeah, there are just also things. It's interesting, especially if you're on the dance floor and someone's dropping different things from here and there and everywhere. You just don't know what to expect where but, you go to a standard night and it's just blah, it's all the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it, but, you know, I, and, and I don't want to sound like, oh, it was better in our day. But oh, I'm no, not, it definitely was better in our day. It was better in our day. <laughs> All right, let's just cut to the chase. It was fucking better in our day. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. We, it was. We, we invented it. We invented it. Um, yeah. But no, it was, it, we, you know, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we, we were there, you know, probably, at, you know, very, very early days. So it was absolutely fresh. Wasn't really... Um, corporate was it you know i mean even radio one were late catching on to it and you had to tune into pirate stations and whatever you could find you know so it did have that that newness about it um and i and i think sometimes that's it's not got lost but you can't teach somebody who's never experienced that you can only tell them about it and they probably look at you a bit weird that like, this is how it used to be yeah I think sometimes people can't like people who haven't lived it can't look back with a smile. They look back with a frown because they didn't get to experience it. So there's always that sour grapes about it, isn't there? Yeah, you yeah. always get the odd person that you bump into that go, "Oh, I wish I was going out back then." Yeah, that's what I like yeah. to call them chin strokers. <laughs> I wish I was there. I wish I was there when it happened in the nineties. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? I do get a lot of that. I do get like you know people coming into my studio and saying. Oh, you're so lucky, man. You know, I, I've been born 20 years too late. and, and um, <laughs> But then it, there's a lot of ravers as well who kind of diss some of the kids. I know I'm having a little diss now. I'm not I'm not thinking, but, you know, some of the recent ravers, I mean, I just did one in Blackpool, uh, back to the old pool. And I'm, I've got to say, it was about 50-50 young, youngins. Yeah. Absolutely 50-50 youngins having it. And I've done, a you know, like one for, for like Nicky, Nicky Archer, uh, Mark's missus and, yeah, and married. Yeah, I love yeah. you, Nicky. She's a lovely lady. Yeah, she's she's great. And so is Mark. And, um, you know, they got us a, a little gig with Mark do, doing a live set and then an old school set. Same thing. It was all young kids. When I say young, probably, yeah, 20s to sort of late 20s. And you could have played anything. Old school. Well, I did a, a brand new set of current house stuff. And they just, there wasn't even a phone out. They were just having it. It was yeah. really, really good to see. So it's good fair when the play, crowd, like, when play, the crowd are on your side. Yeah, yeah, fair play to the youth. Sweet. Well, should we roll on and ask you a couple of questions with this podcast then? Of course, yeah. yeah sweet. Sweet. Well, where we normally start, section one, uh, is... Uh, it just totally left my head. Fucking hell. Um, uh, my own podcast, and I don't even remember what it is. It's early influences. Of course it's early influences. So, uh, who played the music in the house? What sort of thing was going on when you were growing up? Well, I said on the questionnaire, this, when I actually reflect on this, this is really, really weird because both my parents, although they love music, they didn't play any music. It's weird, really weird. But having said that, when we were in the car, I can always remember, you know, being sort of five or six-year-old and we'd always have the radio on. So obviously it was whatever was on the radio at that age and probably early influences that 
you know, when I really started getting into music, you know, post the Wombles and all the other shit that you, <laughs> that you end up buying the key back music. then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all that was um, <clears throat> probably, I would say, like early 80s, 79. I remember I'm, I've been on holiday uh, and a mate of mine, it was, um, he, he said, you know, he, he got this Gary Newman um, album called Replicas. <clears throat> and I played that. I actually saved my pocket money up, bought that, and it absolutely, uh, I'm swearing it, it fucking blew my mind because <laughs> it was like electronic music. I know there was like craft work before, and, the, you know, obviously Bowie, who I later on went to really like Bowie, but obviously I was a bit young for that, so I didn't have the facilities to go back. It was just this guy come out, looked like nothing that I'd seen, saw him on top of the pops, and I was like, synth music that is it so then obviously got into human league all the sims fans omd went to see them and all the rest of it and then coupled with that there was also the older youth cultures like the specials yeah. you know mock and all that and i love the specials love the beat we were chatting about that before and and all that kind of stuff as well so i'd say that was my early influences 80s is definitely that's what that's my go-to listen even now you know yeah, so, like a lot of people have got the exact same memory of you, which is listening to music with their parents in the car. Like yeah. the people who maybe didn't like, obviously car rides can be long and monotonous and boring. So you'd have the music on to break the routine, wouldn't you? Of yeah. course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So of all this early stuff, the Gary, the Gary Newman stuff in particular, was there one tune that stood out? Um, yeah, the, 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 going off that album and, and when I first saw him on top of the pops, um, you know, just to sort of let the, the, the sort of younger listeners, you sort of think, think about the vibe, you've got to remember it was like literally three channels on TV, everybody watched top of the pops. Thursday night, everybody watched top of the pops. And, and he came. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, we won't mention that. And, um, so, so basically, yeah, Gary Newman came on and it was like, fucking hell who's this guy like so it was be our friends electric would be oh. would be the you know the, the one and i still listen to it even now i listen to it and think it just sounds fresh yeah you know what and it is as well absolutely yeah you know so so that that was that would i would say was my absolute i'd love to i'd love to sort of i don't know if i was thinking about making music then because you know, you, you didn't really think on that level. It, you know, there weren't avoidable sins. You, I didn't know any of that. I just thought, wow, he looks cool as, and the music's just different from anything else that was going on at the time. Yeah, very revolutionary, both, like, in looks <laughs> and in the music that was coming out. So I see no better reason to play Gary Newman on the podcast than for this. So uh, for the early influences track, this is Gary Newman and the tune's name. All Friends Electric. <laughs>
That is Gary Newman, that's an absolute belter, all the way out of 1979, the first early influences tune from Mr. Dream Frequency. And what a good way to start the podcast. Yeah, as you were saying, he just, he didn't just sound different, he looked different at the yeah. time, didn't he? Well, he, so. he, did, he did, you know, it was that whole sort of alien looking at the time, it was alien looking, you know, um, blacker, red stripe, jumpsuit, 
um, later on, and then he had Blonde with 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 his replicas album cover, and it just it suited the mood at the time with Thatcher and all the shit that she was doing, and feel alienated, and it was dark. It just all fitted. Um, and then I went to see him. The first ever concert I went to see was 1980, um, and he did this thing called Teletor 80, and it was like. It'd be like the Dead Mouse of the day, you know. If you went to see, you know, a, a Prince concert with all the visuals, it was it was as big then visually as it was that anything else that was going on, and that properly blew my mind. That that was it. Then I was I was hooked on electronic music. Yeah, like art entertainment. You know what I mean? I think that was when it changed from just being music to being like the multifaceted MCV music. You know yeah. what I mean? With your videos, yeah. and it became more of a visual element as well, didn't it? Like. Yeah, it's weird though when I think back because you know, like you walk down the street um, in in sort of the like the late seventies and early eighties, and it was literally right. Yeah, he's into Gary Newman, looks like Newman. Oh, he's into he's into Paul Weller. He's a mod. He's a rocker. It was like loads of youth cults. It was it was weird when I look back now. It's was, it was pretty mad. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's leave Gary Newman there and roll into section two. Um, which is when we talk about finding your own feet. Um, so what sort of music did you start discovering for yourself after the stuff that might have been like pushed on you a little bit by your parents? Um, like I say, the ele- you know, sorry to repeat myself, but, but basically it's the el- electronic music. And then I started digging back to where this had come from. Um, and then I discovered, yeah, so, yeah, so then I would discovered people like, yeah, obviously Kraftwerk, um, there's a guy, uh, John Fox. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but no, he did no. a, um, a, a track called Underpass, and he was he was the early singer of Ultravox. Um, and bizarrely, bizarrely lived down the road from me um, in Chorley, but he moved to London. So yeah, I was proper, I was on proper stalking mode to try and find out where these guys came from. Oh, and it was, it, it was kind of that, you know what I mean? Um, it, it was, I was more into that the freshness of the electronic, which eventually gave birth to what we've got now, you know, dance music. No, that's great. Um, so what sort of band, you said you were like leaning towards slightly more electronic stuff. What sort of bands were standing out to you? Or what sort of artists were standing out to you then? Well, de- definitely like say people like Ultravox, Human League. Um, I know they became more commercial afterwards, but you know, I, I backtracked their album. So that would have been 79. And they went on to be Heaven 17. Um, and Japan were another massive band that you might not have heard of them, but but you know there's a guy, uh, there were four guys called Japan. <clears throat> Their biggest track was Ghost later on, but the, the you know I, I re- you you went out then and you sort of like literally on the vinyl looking back, you know we didn't you were literally looking at things like NME and stuff. There was no internet or anything, so you were literally it was a voyage of discovery. So all them kind of early bands, and then later on a few, you know, there was bands like Bauhaus who were more like you know obviously punk punk and whatnot i was never really into punk i don't know why i didn't get that at all but i was just more into the the all the electronic stuff yeah each to their own when it comes to punk i like quite a lot of modern american punk but maybe not as much of the punk from the time i think it's one of those things where you had to be there at the time to experience the music when it was fresh and when it was about what was going on Punk was always really in touch with social things that were happening at the time. Lots of the stuff were complaints about things like Thatcher stealing milk money and yeah. all, of, all of that sort of banter. And unfortunately, well, unfortunately, you're not quite as old as you are. Might have just missed that tail end there. But um, yeah, yeah, so what, what was it about Japan that particularly appealed? I don't know. This just seems to be... I, 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 I... <laughs> 
I've always kind of been into when I'm I'm actually thinking about this only now in this interview that I must have been into a lot of artists who were, who were quite enigmatic, as in you know you didn't really know a lot about them, like you know especially with the likes of Bowie, who I discovered probably about four or five years after the Newman thing. You know, it's only when I really look back now to say, well, that's where he got a lot of his influences from. But Japan, they were just. I don't know, these just four guys and, and they were really elusive. The music was really, oh man, complex, but just proper musicians. But it was electronic, but it was arty. It was, I don't know, man, it was, just, it, it was just out there. It was on the peripherals. And then, you know, like a lot of bands, when they get really famous, <clears throat> they all implode because you be careful what you wish for. It's a little bit like that, isn't it? So... I think it was that. I think it was the image, the music, and the enigma of it. That, that's what attracted me. Um, <clears throat> whether that's that also linked with, I don't know, as a person, you know, obviously I had loads of mates and whatever, but just feeling that little bit, oh, this sounds like a proper twat, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not just the guy who goes down the pub, no disrespect, but as people were doing that, just want to go out, get fucking pissed, blah, blah, blah. I was like, nah, I want more than that. I want, I want something deeper. I want, do you know what I mean? Yeah, which I, which I later found out with the rave scene and house, it was a it was a deeper family for me. It wasn't all about going out and getting pissed and fighting and all that crap. It was just no, I want to, I want something deeper. Maybe yeah. it was all that. All right, cool. Um, so have you had to pick one Japan song to play out for the listeners? Is there one there you'd like them to hear? Um, it was it probably one that people might have heard, which was Quiet Life. I've heard Quiet Life. It was a tune I was listening to when you sent the list up. So, uh, for the first time on the podcast, because we've never played a Japan tune before, this is Quiet Life.
there we have it that was quiet life by japan and Addy, guess what? What? It's only a two and a one. This is the moment where Ian or Blandy, should we just call you Blandy? We'll call him Blandy. This is the moment yeah. where Blandy has chose to pick his wild card. And I've just looked at the name of this track and I'm fucking buzzing because I absolutely love this tune. But it's a belter. It's a belter. It's it's one of the ones that people will know that I'm a lover because I'm sure I've been drunk. Put this tune on because it's one of my favorites, it's one of my drunk tunes, like just to yeah. skank along to by myself. So, um, yeah, yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about it? Cool, yeah, no, I do. Um, I can remember, right? And this is the thing about music, in it smells of music evokes so many memories instantly, right? So, I can remember the cover, I can remember the dancing girl on the cover, like a mod thingy. I've actually got the t shirt just recently with the beat and that logo, which I might even wear at the Linda's farm. Oh, we'll find you. We'll spot you there. Yeah. Look for the beat t-shirt. I'll be me. Um, yes, yeah, so I bought this record and absolutely played it to death. Um, dancing to it, everything. I love it. I hope you enjoy it. It's wicked. And this is for Ranking Roger, who sadly passed away um, recently of cancer, which I'd only just found. So yeah, this is for you, Ranking. Yeah, spotty dog. Um, I see no need to drag it out any further. Um, this is the wildcard track picked by Dream Frequency, and this is the beat Mirror in the Bathroom.
Yes, that Scarin reggae sounds an absolute beauty. Um, as we said, that was Mirror in the Bathroom by the Beat, and just that is just one of those quintessential like scar tunes that was so of its time, but seems to have transcended time and got better and better, like a fine wine or a particularly smelly cheese. Um, <laughs> let's roll into first rave memories. So, um, by the way of rave memories, do you remember the very first one? Yeah, um, I I'm, I remember going to um, a nightclub down the road, which was which I guess was our local nightclub. <clears throat> and at this time, this would have been, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it would have been at the end of sort of 86, early 87. <clears throat> and my brother, he said, oh, we're going, it was called the Park Hall, <clears throat> which became our Thursday night, everybody went to the Park Hall. So it progressed from sort of a 50-50 Shaz and Trace club. <laughs> <laughs> Right. All the way up to, yeah, all the way up to kind of kicking house all the way up to sort of 92. So this went from about 86 to sort of 92. But in the end of 86, my brother said, I'm going to go down to the park hall. Um, it's fancy coming. I, was, I, was, I wasn't too keen for what I said before. I thought, it'd be fucking full of piss heads fighting and all. I can't, you have to wear a pants and shirts, which we probably still had to. Anyway, he goes, no, no, he says, this Phil Meredith, this the DJ who went on to play there a lot, he said he's playing this uh, stuff called house music. Everybody's going on about it. So I went, and that's when I first heard Steve Silk, Curly, Jack Your Body, and a few others, and I was like, and I saw these lads, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, they were like in chinos and shit, but they were jacking, you know, like proper house jacking, jack the house dance. And I was like, I'm going to come here next week. And it just progressed from that. And then obviously the scene grew over the next two years. But it was funny because Phil, who was a really good DJ, and um, he'd have to play 50% for the Shazzers, right? And he's breakout tune. So you could be listening to some acid house monster, and he's, he's get out of jail to introduce the shit tunes, or not the Shazza tunes, was Luther Vandross, um, <laughs> the fucking, oh, my love. And as soon as I heard that, there was about, a hundred ravers left, and a lot of shazzers came on. It was bizarre at first, but that is my first. That's my first memory, really. Of, uh, listening I to just like don't want to stop. Never too much. Never too oh, much. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> I listen, he's oh, mate, Luther Vandross is amazing. He won't mind me coming but you know, I can't not Luther. But that track, <laughs> every time I hear it, it just reminds me of me going off the dance floor and some high-heeled, big-haired eighties girl going. Hey, you know, like going on. <laughs> so, so, so that's like, the first memories that, and then <clears throat> obviously we went on to go to the Hacienda and, um, nice, you know, nice. Friday and Saturday. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and then the Blackburn illegal raves came. That that was that was where it sort of went up from there, really. Yeah, the free party scene started kicking off towards that time, didn't it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, um, of all of this sort of jacking stuff that you were enjoying before Shazza elbowed you out of the way to make room for a fucking handbag to dance around, um, That's the... what sort of stuff was being played? Um, pretty much the stuff that was, you know, at that time, eight, 80, sort of seven, eighty-eight. you were getting people like Fast Eddie, Acid Thunder, Hip House um, was coming through with him. Uh, Tyree, Derek May, Reese and Sam Antonio. Right, right, right. Yeah, Derek May has been mentioned so many times on the podcast as well. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, Legend. strings of life. Fucking all them boys. I mean, Reese and San Antonio was Kevin Reese who went on to do um, Big Fun and all that jazz, you know. Yeah. And um, I actually named 
my first child's middle name is Reese, Joshua Reese Bland, and it's spelled, you know, the same as Kevin Reese because I just love them guys so much. And I, I tell him, he, he doesn't know what the hell I'm on about, but, but yeah, that's what his middle name's. So it was all them kind of Americans, and um, it wasn't, you know, the British scene hadn't even started then. Um, I think Mike Pickering might have been one of the first ever yeah. guys to make a house uh, track with T-Coy Carino, which was amazing, and the North LP, but it was all American. It was all American. So of all that stuff, is there one track that you would like to play for the Ravers listening? Yeah, I would go for Acid Thunder by Fast Eddie. Oh, and that is yeah. one of those quintessential tunes, isn't it? It is. It's an absolute monster. Yeah, it's an absolute beast. Um, uh, so let's get that one whacked out for you. Um, this is Fast Eddie. Acid Thunder.
Notion, to put it in motion as smooth as lotion Playing the MIC like a trumpet The beats are dope so DJs pump it Ounce for ounce, pound for pound When I take a stand it's hard for the crowd to sit down The bass is kicking like a donkey The rap is flowing like yo-yo get funky I'm lyrical, making you a hysterical Me thinkable man, that's unthinkable So cheerio, eat my style like cereal Turn up the bass and blow your stereo Pump the system, kick the snare drum Give me a mic and watch the girlies get dumb
what a tune. What an absolute belter. That would ask the thunder by the just the amazing Fast Eddie. Sure who, was. Yeah, he's been mentioned a few times by different people on the podcast. Yeah, I think Mark I think, mentioned him. Yeah, it might have been Mr. Archer who mentioned him. Um, cool. Well, let's stroll on and have a bit of crack about Festival Fever. Oh. So, you mentioned just moments ago that you were actually a beat herder. Surprisingly enough, with the person who we last recorded with as well, because she was in the same field at the same time. Um, so it's like both of you were in the field. Both of you are the last victims of the podcast. So um, yeah. what is it yeah. about festival? So do you like a bit of a festival? Do you know what? I've, and I said this on your questionnaire. I am, um, and it doesn't come to festivals. It comes to camping, right? I am oh. such a, I'm such a wuss when it comes to camping. So is Garth. Um, yeah, I used oh. to love it, but now I just like the the just the idea of being in a tent terrifies me. Oh, mate! Well, I've just literally, mate, uh, guys, I, I've done four days in a tent, right? And I'm talking, you know the score, and everybody else does. It's great at the time, but then when you wake up freezing and you go to bed freezing, you're like, oh, Jesus! Well, put it this way, right? Here's one to vision, right? So I'm at beat <clears throat> Played a set in the factory Sunday night. It was like the last but one set of the that particular arena, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and at about half five, a World Cup. So I was buzzing on that. Half five, a World Cup, freezing. I just thought, listen, everybody's going to go in today. So I thought, fuck it, I'm going to get up. What's the first job I had to do? Empty me chemical toilet at half five. I mean, the struggle is real. It's a struggle. <laughs> Hey, um, at least you oh. had a chemical toilet. Normally, we'd be pointing at whatever bush was nearest. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. I, think, I fell into I a bush last year at Lindisfarne. Oh, dear, oh. Well, trying to pee in one. Yeah, there was just a divot that I didn't see, and then just took a little tumble. <laughs> I can just see you stumbling backwards, cock out, like <laughs> landing yeah. on the floor, waving it at everyone. Oh yeah. So I, I've always had a bit of an aversion to festivals because they involve camping, and I've just thought. Oh, I can't be doing that. So three years ago, I got Butts Play Beat Herder, and so I braved it. And to be fair, a proper... Aunt Middleton would be proud of me, you know what I mean? A proper SAS'd it, a proper dug in, in the rain, in the shit, packing up and all that. So and, and I, I love it now. I really do like it. I mean, obviously, the bits where you wake up freezing, like I just said, but all the rest of it, what you see at festivals, oh, it's, just, it's just brilliant. And it's not always the music you come away with, you know, like <clears throat> there was last year at the Beat Herder Festival, I got up early one morning for a shower and I'm walking down and there were two guys um, ahead of me and we both passed this this sort of camper van and the camper van door swings open. This guy gives a bit of a yawn. First thing he does, he fucking fires his bubble machine up and I just says to these guys in front of me, I said, there you go, lads, forget your fucking shower and your bacon butty, get your fucking bubble machine going. And that was like, <laughs> Get in. I let some just, of the some of the little luxuries that people have added to the festival band now with their caravans yeah. and their little bits and pieces. It's not quite the canvas tent and the sleeping bag and the roll mat that we had at early Glastonbury's and Glades and things like that that I we don't know, that's why that's exactly what I took the last Linders for. What, what a little the roll mat and tent and that was it. Oh I'm I'm joyous. I think I'm just gonna stay awake the whole time and avoid tents. Well that's what I did. I slept the first night and then fucked the rest off. I was just like just went on a session. You saw me running around the field in a Ric Flair robe. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> Ric Flair it, didn't you? Yeah, Ric Flair it for Amazing. a couple of days. Well, you know there's a Viking oh. theme this year, Blandy. Oh, you are joking. No, no, Lindisfarne's Viking themed this year. Oh, so... my God, stop it. I'm actually, right, get on, get on this, right? This is a real quick one. I know I know it's off topic, but, right, so I, I've done my DNA, right, because I, I wanted to know what my DNA is on Ancestry DNA. Cool. Long story short, I got my lads to buy it before. 
birthday, my, my, my son's right. So they did that. And obviously, I was hoping, because I'm well into my history, I was hoping oh, there might be a little bit of Viking in there. And <clears throat> basically, my DNA, not off ancestry, I had to go on another one that compares it to ancient fucking DNA. And I've definitely got um, Icelandic Viking, Celtic in me. So with you saying that, man, I'm looking. I'm, I might be. I might be tooled up when I come up. I might be casting. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I want to yeah, see you. you all out. I want to see you in one of those horny hats. I want to see you drinking out of a cow horn, like <laughs> just like just fill the thing like a flagon of rum and drink it straight from the cow horn. Yeah, that's the just theme. Stop. At uh, that's going to be the theme at Lindisfarne this year. It's Vikings and Vikings. I don't know oh. why Vikings. <laughs> like, I'm inclusive, Gav. Diversity, it's diversity. Of course, you know, it is. we love diversity. Of course, yeah. it is. Yeah, that's 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 exactly oh, it. Man. Yeah, that is amazing. yeah, yeah. That, that, that's quite funny that that's all tied in. So, are you? So, if you've got finished blood, are you like one of these Aryan type, blue eyes, blonde hair, sort of no. as babies type? No, I'm not. I mean, I've got kind of brown eyes. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably yeah, but I have got. I've definitely got some some Viking Viking DNA in me and Celtic. Is that that's the main one? But Icelandic Viking and Celtic. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. But I was just buzzing on it, man. I was just like, oh no way, no way. So yeah. And when you said Lindisfarne, that's the first thing I think of because I'm such a history nerd. And I've watched Vikings series and I'm into the history anyway. When you were obviously Lindisfarne, the monastery was the first thing that the Vikings, one of the first raids, weren't it? So it was, yeah. yeah. It was. They were the first they were the first fucking ravers, weren't they? They came over for a party. Damn, the never even thought about that. The Vikings come all the way in here and they founded Lindisfarne. Like exactly. imagine the pillaging, pillaging going on. Oh, there'll be some pillaging. Oh, there'll be some pillaging. <laughs> Viking pickers galore. Oh, get in. Um yeah. cool. So back on topic. Um uh, <laughs> What so? I'm gonna have it like, yeah, go on. That's all right. Don't worry. We're we're, we're constantly we'll, off topic we'll here. Like, we love a bit of a a side road. <laughs> like, but I'll steer yeah, yeah. I'll steer you back towards festival fever by asking. So, have you seen anyone at a festival who was really good? Yeah, it's got to be. Um, and I saw, I saw them early doors. Um, at that Park Hall Club that I mentioned, the Shazza one that progressed. I saw him in 1990 there, and they were setting off. And then I saw him at Beaterda, and I've seen them. You know, many times, but a beer and it was something special. A couple, well, the last year it was, and that's Orbital. And the, the, the track I'd love you to play is Where Are We Going? Yeah, June. that's one of the more recent ones. I've actually seen yeah. Orbital do their last gig ever twice. twice. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. So I was at Glastonbury one year when they announced they weren't going to be doing any more live sets, um, which was like, I think the next year at Glastonbury they announced something very fucking similar again. Um, yeah. And then a few weeks later, they were on a poster in fucking Newcastle and it was like, last gig ever. So I was like, right, yeah. well, I'll actually try and get to go and see them last gig ever. And they're still fucking gigging. They're just, the, yeah. they're constantly cock-teasing their fucking retirement, aren't they? Oh, the milk of it. I think they are. Yeah. Dude, they're like the Frank Sinatra's of house music, really, aren't they? They're like, fucking, he's always retiring, but never do. That's an amazing way to think of it. And you know what? I reckon the guys from Orbital will probably be really happy to be like, told that, you know what I mean? Sweet, well, let's play a bit of Orbital. I think we have played Orbital before on the podcast, but this will be a new tune. Um, this is one of the ones from last year, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it, I, lo I love it. It's just, just brilliant. And do you want to name it for everyone? Yeah, it's Orbital, Where Are We Going?
And there you have it. A little bit of orbital, Gav. Yeah, a little bit of orbital goes a long, long way. And I'm sure that one day they will have a final day. And as of yet, I've seen them retire twice. But there's always space for a hat trick, as Addy is aware. Oh, I am the hat trick hero of the podcast at the minute. <laughs> cool. Um, let's roll on to my favourite topic, which is shared discoveries. So, as a music man, I'd imagine you get and you listen to an abundance of all types of music. Is there any artist out there who you think doesn't get the love they deserve and you would like to push on the ravers who listen to this podcast? Um, yeah, he's starting to get some love, but I still think he, he, he deserves more love. And the guy's name, his artist's name is Kink. Uh, he's from Bulgaria. He's a live electronic act. And when I saw this guy, listen, take it from... I've been making music for 30 years, right? His live act, for me, is fucking phenomenal. I mean, he builds everything up, literally, from scratch. So he's got <clears throat> drum machine doing most of the stuff. I can't even do it justice explaining it, but I'll try. Good. And he's got, you know, various synth modules. He travels on the hoof a lot, so he's not got banks again, but the shit he does with it. And then, to top it off, he's on the fucking scratching shit in as well. And I'm just like, the guy has got everything in his locker. He's set, you know, if he does an hour... It literally can go from <clears throat> Chicago house through to techno, then it's into bass house, then it's into tech house. And he's such a humble guy, you know. I mean, I've hooked up with him a few times, you know, he, you know, in a beef just to, to, to sort of hook up while he's playing and spoke to him online. He's such a humble guy. He knows his history of house. He knows, you know, who Mark Archer is and Alternate and ourselves, and he draws from that. He's the one-man kink. You've got to get into kink. And if there's one video to sort of introduce you, Get onto YouTube and just type in Kink Boiler Room set. Yeah, I've, I've seen that set. It's a, it's a blinder. Yeah, yeah. We love a bit of we love a bit of boiler room action. Like, so there's one for you, everyone. Um, uh, we'll get on. put on the we'll put on the site. Oh well, there we we'll go. Seat. What we'll do is we'll post it on our wall and Facebook. I'll add it to the description that you get in Spotify and iTunes and Podbean and all of those wonderful places you can listen to this rave podcast. So, Mate, is there a, is there a tune by this Kink that you would recommend? Yeah, there's one that, that I could not get out of my head for, for a long time. Um, it's, it's called Five. Right, sweet. Um, let's just keep that one short and sweet, like some people might have in their kink list. Yeah. Um, this is kink. This is from last year. Did you just get that there? And he just got it. I just got it. Right. When you're okay. saying short and sweet, I thought of dwarfs straight away. I was like, why is Gav talking about dwarfs? Gav's not talking about dwarfs. Gav's scared of dwarfs. Let's not <laughs> no, talk about dwarfs. That's why I was wondering why you were talking about them. Well, that's definitely not my kink, but here <laughs> is a bit of kink. And the tune is from last year, and it's called Five. All of it.
gentlemen, boys and girls, ravers of all ages, it's time for the most confusing segment on the entire of the internet. It's time for Body versus Gab. Body versus Gab. It's still a work in progress. It's going to be a work in progress. It's entire form. It's entire formation. So last time out, we had a happy hardcore battle, mm -hmm. as recommended by our patron, who said we should uh, vote over the cheesiest hardcore track. And there's a lot of confusion about this. There was a lot of confusion. Whether it was just cheesy or annoying, I had to put some people right, I had to step in. He loves moderating the comments, I really. He, like, he likes calling his own names. He, he just likes the authority, really. Yeah. Like He's like he's like a Cartman, just less, eh, um, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, we battled it out between a bit of Toy Town and a bit of Love of Your Life, and I lost again. I'm your hat trick hero of on the rave. Come on! Yeah, it's three 0 to Addy. Um, I was hoping. I'm taking the match ball home, Gav. He is taking that match. You like the, you're taking the match ball home or the shark ball, really? That, that not, not not that that's ever going to leave the house. No, no. I'm, yeah. I'm a shark cup now. I saw the shark cup. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's very a, hard to drink coffee out of. I can imagine the spikes look like they'd be difficult to sup liquids through. It, it, it's got fins. <laughs> it's got fins as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's, it's difficult, but it's manageable. Yeah, it's manageable. I had a cup of coffee out of it this morning. It was delicious. Oh, well, there you go. The shark made it a little bit nicer. Um, but in any case, we'll stroll on. Yes, Addy won the next one. And we've been going through the comments to try and find a special one, seeing as this is the anniversary episode. So um, we're going to go with the selection of friend of the podcast again. Um, that's cool. Yeah, the Don of Koo's Hot Sauce. Um if you haven't tried Koo's Hot Sauce, what the fuck are you doing with your life? If you don't know, get to know. If you don't know, get to know. Um, and go online, search for Koo's Hot Sauce and order like 10 bottles of Heavy Smoker. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm partial to the Bajan. You do like a bit the of the Bajan. It's great on pizza crust. Oh, there we go. I've Magic never, I've never really tried. Do you know what I found out about Plum Breakfast? One of the other ones he does. Mm. It goes wonderful on any form of eggs. It really does. I do like it on a bacon sandwich, girl. No, well, I don't eat bacon. I don't eat bacon, but um, we're getting slightly off topic here. We are. we are getting slightly off topic. So, in the comments, Mr. Koo suggested, um, uh, not that he's got a one-track mind or anything, but he suggested that we should vote for the best Lime Wax tune. All oh, right, I think I've got a winner here. Yeah, do you know what? I've been thinking about it, and I think I might also have a winner here. Uh, who went first last time? It was me. Addy, why don't you go well, first Well, I think time? the win track... Would be uh, Lime Wax, obviously. Well, that's... that. No, the, I said. The Agent Orange, but the Mathism uh, bootleg. The ma Oh, the one that Koo goes on about all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who... The one that the band face was bled out of everyone's chalet for the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah, and you'd wander from one room to oh, another. No. Yeah, and yeah. it would be playing... Yeah, you know, that's 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 really funny because um, that's the exact same fucking track that I've picked. Oh, well, well I, I don't know who's going to win, well, but uh, uh, this is the pick. And the, there's rules, Gavin. The rules are there, so we've got to go with it. Yeah, yeah, we've got so, like, um, we, we, we both miraculously picked the exact same, same track. track. It looks like. Yeah, it looks like. So, um, if ba, you ba, think... Ba, 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 let's... <laughs> let's see who wins let's see who wins so if you think the winner should be Lime Wax Agent Orange click on the Agent Orange on the pinned post on Facebook or if you think that it should be Lime Wax Agent Orange click on Gav's post on the, on the thing it'll be pinned to the top of the wall it'll be pinned to the top of the wall and everyone can vote 
Um, but you voted for it. Cheesiest heavy hardcore moment. Yes! Uh, this is what put Addy 3-0 up. And this is the love of my life. Oh, the love of my life! Thank you. 
Beyond the Rift podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on Facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on Twitter at on the rave you can find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase and scream at Dom's on the rave and she will give you 10% off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, goodness. Oh, it's good. And section six is the part of the On The Rave podcast where I ask my compatriot to set the scene. So, Bladley, you're yeah. heading out the house, you got your chinos on, you got your par- you got your nice shoes on, you're heading down the club, Yeah. you're bumping through the shazas on the way, the DJ's just <coughs> started, it's coming off the cheesy tunes, back into the rave, back you're the bumping rave. through cha- the shazas, what tune did the, does the DJ play that either makes you get your hands in the air or, or you screw facing down? Well, I've chosen one of my own here because he in the crowd is sounding like a twat here. I don't choose one of my own tracks, but, <laughs> but as, as I've performed it, I have seen people lose the shit to it. You know what I mean? So I've actually, it, I, I've got to say that I've lost my shit to this like many, many times. When I've DJ in old school, this has finished a lot of my sets. Yeah. I know there's a venue in town in Newcastle called The Globe. And the former owner, no matter what night was on, at the end of the night, would go up and she would play this tune to end any night. And to me, like, not trying to big it up just because you're sitting talking to her, but I genuinely think this is one of the biggest hooks in the whole old school game. When, oh, that, when, it, when it drops, it's one of those things. Oh, that definitely. Do, it makes all of those hairs stick up. And for me, it's one of the... Like essential arms in the air. Mm. You're not an old school DJ unless you've got this in your bag. Or as, as I was saying, it, it it hasn't left my record bag in God knows how long since I bought it. <laughs> since you bought it all those years ago. But you're done really good with this tune. Like, um, yeah, it should invoke plenty joy in plenty of people. So, uh, for the arms in the air screw face moment, this is the man we're speaking to. Dream frequency in the tune. Take me.
Oh, when that was Dream Frequency, take me. God, spine tingling. That is spine tinglingly good. And we're not just blowing the trumpet of the guy we've got on the podcast. It genuinely is one of those end of the night tunes, which is just an absolute belter. It is. And if you want to join her at Lindisfarne Festival, front right speaker, during Lindisfarne for a little on the rave meetup. Yep, that'll keep an eye out for us too. We're going to be milling around the festival, hopefully causing a bit of mischief. As we've said, this is the first of three Lindisfarne associated podcasts we're doing. And the gentleman we're on the phone who will be playing. And if we're really, really nice and we all turn up dressed like Vikings, um, yeah. he might even play Take Me to Andy's set. I'm bum rushing the stage. You're bum Pill- <laughs> Pillaging and raping as we're on the way. Pillaging and raping as you're on the way. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm going to warn security about your raping, mate. Like, I'll let you pillage all you want, but no, none of the. None of the, like, yeah, come on. That's not fair. Pinging and raping. <laughs> Pinging and raping. Yeah, yeah that'll do. That all sounds right. even better, doesn't it? <laughs> Sweet, well, let's toddle into section seven of the podcast, which is the dedication section. So, DJs are often asked to play tunes by people, but we're turning that on its head and we're asking, is there a tune out there that you would like to play for someone? What is that tune? Who is it for? Um, Yeah, I'm going to play this tune for my lovely wife, Charlotte Bland, and uh, the the tune in question, before I I tell you what it is, every time I hear it, it always... It always reminds me of being, being in love in a melancholy kind of way as well, you know. And I can't say much more than that, really. I don't know if that's what the song's about, but that's what it means to me. So the song I would like to dedicate to my lovely wife, Charlotte, is Linger by The Cranberries.
Linger. Linger. Spot on. Um, there we go. No need to let it linger any further. That's the dedication track, section seven. That was the cranberries being played out from Mrs. Dream Frequency, which is a wonderful, wonderful tune to play for. Who I won't, who I reckon will probably be a wonderful, wonderful woman. Now let's move into the bone of contentions. That is, it's guilty pleasures. It is. It's guilty pleasures. So, where do you lie on guilty pleasures? Do you think there? Do you think there's such a thing? I don't know really because all my guilty pleasures I'm just I'm, I'm, I mean I can, I can remember what I told you about my guilty pleasure it's, it's still quite it's quite good actually it's not it's not so bad so yeah maybe I do draw the line at guilty pleasures um, it depends it's all subjective isn't it I'm, I'm, it not, is. really giving you, I'm not really giving you a straight answer here I'm, I'm no really. no that's fine I mean we've had people say everything from I don't believe in guilty pleasures but I like, but people might pull a face if they knew that I listened to this particular song. And obviously, as we were talking about before, Robbie Williams was one of the guilty pleasures. Cheers, Pears, you fucker. Yeah, um, we'll get you back, mate. You don't like. He needs to give. He needs to give, he needs to give his head a wobble, man. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'm gonna message him right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sample that and send it to him later this afternoon. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking maybe I am a bit hardcore with that. You know, I, I suppose with with music, um. I haven't got many guilty pleasures. I, now, if you said to me, what do you watch? I would say, without any hesitation, Coronation Street, man. That is my ultimate guilty pleasure. You've got to do the Corrie. But music-wise, yeah, to, if it's shit, I just will not listen to it. But, yeah, like I say, it's all subjective, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is one of those subjective ones. I mean, to, to be fair, as soon as you said Corrie, I twisted because it just reminds us of not being able to talk. Because like, <laughs> yeah. when the parents were watching Corrie, it was like, Gavin, shut up! Um, and I just had to had to be quiet and put up with it. So I grew up with a fucking hatred of Coronation Street and EastEnders yeah. and all of that banter. But now I watch so much WWE every week and I can't complain because so many people look at the wrestling like that and would pull the same face that I will pull at Curly Watts. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we do like a bit of uh, you know a bit of EastEnders because the uh, the podcast we are fans of Pat Butcher, um, massive fans of Pat Butcher. In fact, apparently she takes it up the arse for couscous. Yeah, and for hummus. <laughs> and for hummus, apparently, yeah. So um, back to your guilty pleasures. Um, you've picked quite a popular band. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking it's guilty because I'm you know obviously it's dance music. Um, although I've blown that with all my 80s selecting, well, you know, kind of synth music. But the, this is, you know, the, the Guilty Pleasure Outfits is quite a big rock band, but kind of got into them early doors. Not a massive fanboy of them or anything like, you know, collecting all the records and all the rest of it, but there was just something I liked about them, <clears throat> and that's the Foo Fighters. I mean, I've got other Guilty Pleasures like um, the Smiths and, you know, things like that. Yeah, the Smiths uh, are banned. Um, Sleep and Mods, I love those at the moment. I wa it was between the Food Fighters and Sleep and Mods. I don't know if you've heard of Sleep and Mods. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen them. You've seen them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you yeah, go. Really good. No, I don't oh. mind a bit of Food Fighters. Do you know what? Yeah, I, 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 I always quite like like the element of comedy that they quite put into their yeah. videos and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like Lil Wayne, yeah, yeah, like, shit like that. And, and Dave Grohl doesn't take himself seriously. Yeah, he's got a great crack. Dave Grohl you know is he is one fucking talented musician. He can yeah. do fuck. Do you know what is? He was playing the drums and singing those ridiculous harmonies in Nirvana, like years before Foo Fighters was a twitch in his own nutsack. You know what yeah. I mean? And he's one yeah. of those like multifaceted guys who can do a little bit of everything and. 
he features in one of my particular favorites, which is Tenacious D. Like, yeah. I love a bit of Tenacious D, and he yeah, plays the yeah, devil yeah. in that video, and he just really suits the red and the horns, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, he's, he's, he's such a cool kind of goofy, but ultra-fucking-talented guy, isn't he? I, I, and I, I love the whole vibe about the Foo Fighters, the videos, the music, you know. It's just, like you say, man, just brilliant, just brilliant. Yeah. So I would say my guilty pleasure is, and if I'm having one of them days where you think, Fucking need some. I need a track to really dig in and just think. Fucking come on, crack on. This is it, and it's Foo Fighters. Days like these. Sweet. Then let's get that played out straight away for everyone. So on the Rave Podcast, episode number twenty-four, Mister Dream Frequency has picked the Foo Fighters. Days like these as his guilty pleasures track. So let's get going.
That was a bit of the Foo Fighters. That was Days Like These, which was the Guilty Pleasures track. And we, yeah, we're quite happy with that. Well, I love, yeah, it's a great track. Love yeah, it. yeah, I don't mind a bit of Foo Fighters. They're good crack. And Dave Grohl is a super talented guy. That's all in the section nine. Um, and this is, this is, this is my happy place. Uh, section nine is when we talk about goats. Um, and before you tell everyone who it is you've picked, do you want to explain a few reasons why this person is your goat? Well, like I say, I, I was a bit of a Johnny come lately, obviously, you know, because he was even a little bit before my time, you know, in in, in the early 70s. It could be but, argued that he was before his own time. Absolutely, you know, and I've watched, you know, obs- obsessively researched and watched interviews on YouTube, documentaries, listened to tracks, listened to music of, you know, the, the late and very great David Bowie and... I've got to say, you know, I mean, my my absolute, oh, what I wish, I wish, I, A, I'd have seen him do a live show, but I, to have a time machine and gone and seen the Ziggy Stardust tour, yeah. that would have been fucking unreal. I mean, there's oh, one just video... To have been in the Hammersmith Apollo on that last night yeah. when he retired yeah. Ziggy. I've watched the DVD and, like, you can feel it. It looks amazing. There was electricity in the air. Um, yeah, and, and, yeah. And the, absolutely. And the backstory afterwards that the you know the drummer and the bass player didn't even know that he was going to end it. All the shit that was going on, um, but the performances of, of the songs, like the one I'm going to pick, you know, which we'll announce in a minute. You know, there's there's a guitar solo in there, and then Bowie and Mick Ronson. It's just I watch it now and think, fucking hell. I mean, they would have been playing stadiums now, but back then they, they were just playing, like say, the Hammersmith Apollo. But the guy who's an absolute was an absolute enigma on all levels, you know, visionary, genius, stage image. He started so much of all that, you know, and even when he died, he died in, in as an enigma. Didn't even have a funeral. Nobody knows where his ashes are scattered. I know, I know oh. he's in Bali somewhere, is it? I don't, somewhere, I don't oh, basically, know. there was a Buddhist monastery that he was really proud of the time that he spent there, and he oh. contributed to the upkeep of this Buddhist. He was a Buddhist by the end of uh, everything that yeah. he was going through. And he asked to be cremated in New York and then flew by his son to Bali, uh, where they spread his ashes there. And it was Duncan Jones, um, the man who made Moon, um, yeah. his, his son, who obviously was Zowie Bowie, but uh, is now Duncan Jones, as we say, reverted back to his actual first name. But yeah, I, like anyone who knows me knows of my massive love for Bowie. So reading the list and seeing that you had Bowie on, I thought you were a cool dude before then, but kind of <laughs> lifted you a couple of pegs up. And as I was saying to you before, this is the song that I wanted to play, but in my heart of hearts decided to play a more ravier tune when I did the podcast all the way back 12 months ago this very day. So I like I literally can see no better reason to play this tune. Um, this is my personal favourite Bowie tune and uh, it's Blandy's personal Bowie tune, so everybody sit down, prepare, enjoy. I'm an alligator, um, uh, and this tune is called Moon Age Daydream. Oh, man. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama, papa coming for you. I'm a space invader. 
I'll keep that little arm man in as well before it goes. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just like, yeah, that's it's my favorite Bowie tune. It's like I've seen so many different performances of him doing it, and the that, just, that, the lyrics that, are insane as well. Yeah, but that that performance, like you said, you know, we're we're only lucky to see maybe you know that, and maybe if there is any other performances of that going about, but to see that on that particular performance of the Amersmith. Honestly, mate, that fucking on all musicianship level and everything, it's just blew my mind. That yeah, Absolute. man. Well, just just remember that the day that Doc Brown comes up to you in a DeLorean to go back to oh, whenever you mate. want, pop to Newcastle before you go to fucking Hammersmith, mate. I'll buy you drinks all night. Pick me, I'll pick you up. Yeah, yeah. do it like no, me, you, and Doc in the fucking in the DeLorean flying back in time. Oh, how good would that be? Yeah, oh, great. It would be wonderful. Wonderful. That made me so happy. That was David Bowie. That was Moon Age Daydream. That was the second time he's been voted a goat. Um, uh, and yeah, like there's, there's just, there's no more superlatives to describe the man. A genius in his day, a revolutionary before his time, and by all intent and purposes, a genuine nice man after he stopped on the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, we've managed to make it through all the way through another podcast, Daddy. Well done. Well done to us. Well done to Blardy. Well done to shit for ages. Yes. (laughs) So as we've said multiple times, um, you're going to be playing at Lindisfarne. I am. I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah. Have you been up to do one of those festivals before or? I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. But um, I'm hearing really, you know, good vibes about it. And um, I think the setting alone, you you know, we mentioned the Viking thing. Fucking, that sets me off on on a bit of fucking spine tingler already. So, yeah, I'm well looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to your outfit on that day now. Mate, I've set myself a task now and I can't rock up just fucking looking like normal can no, I? you'll be on you'll be on amazon once you put the phone down to us looking for a costume the prime's getting hit mate the prime's <laughs> getting hit. yeah my student prime subscription runs out soon i better wax it before uh before <laughs> before it dies like um well it's been great speaking to you it um, has been. thank you we, we always end the podcast with the same question so uh section 10 is when we talk about personal anthems people answer it different ways sometimes they pick one of their songs um, uh, and the way we word it is, is if you were a wrestling superstar and you were coming down to the ring, what bit of music would be on? So where do you fall on personal anthems? Have you got a personal anthem? If I was coming into the ring, I've got many, but if I was coming into the ring, the one I've chose, the, this track, it's like a creeping giant. It's one of them, if I was coming in, I'd have a fucking cape on and I'd just be like, <laughs> I, I just be, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start singing it already because you just can't. Every time you hear this as well, you, I don't know about you guys, but my mouth starts making a filter noise, a, a sound like a shape, like a filter, and I'm just hearing it going, giving it, whoa, 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 as I walk towards the ring, and the, the track is actually Energy Flash by Joey Beltram. And if that doesn't scare the opponent, then fuck all will. <laughs> <laughs> so would you be would you be wearing a match like a mask like a luchador or I'd have a red mask on and it's the flash, I'd have a yellow fucking lightning flashed across my face. Yeah, and a red like cape. Shazam. Yeah, man. And I'd be I'd be coming into that ring to that and whittling the opponent down psychologically before he even starts. <laughs> yeah, so you've won before the bells even rang, as they say. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, spotty dog. Spotty dog. Cool. Um, well, I see no better reason to play a bit of Energy Flash on the just podcast. an absolute fucking legendary classic. Yeah, it is. It's just one of those. I said it before. I'll say it again. It's quintessential rave. 
Um, and as Addy always says, good music will never get shit. There we go. Um, it's been an absolute joy to sit down and talk with you, Ian, uh, Dream Frequency. Um, we will see you at, at Lindisfarne, hopefully. Um, you will, guys, you will. Spotty Dog, um, it's been absolutely lush. And here is the personal anthem track. Here's a bit of Joey Beltram. Would you like to introduce it? I would. This is for all the true ravers out there. This is Joy Beltram and Energy Flash.
podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave on you can find rave. us on twitter at on the rave you can find us on youtube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on instagram that's my favorite one then where you can find us on the rave with addy and gav where you can see pictures of what addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, oh goodness! Good. Oh, it's good. Well, Addy, wasn't that just another wonderful conversation? And what a what a track selection, Gab. That yeah. was amazing. Do you know what? Like that man will always have a special place in my heart. It definitely, he's one of my rave heroes from yeah. way way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take and me. produced two of yeah. the for me the standout records in rave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Take Me is just one of those ones that was like so early and seminal to yeah. my learning and to and find then, out that he also, like me, has David Bowie as his goat was just the icing on the cake. What yeah. a lovely guy. It what, was what lovely, what a lovely lovely guy, and uh, thank you again everyone for joining in uh, in this celebration of a year of being on the rave. Um, it's been eventful. We've uh, sure has. Yeah, you can see that the content. That hopefully, we'd, we'd like to think our content's getting better, or at least we're getting better at delivering it. Yeah, you, you yeah. wouldn't think so by how many takes it took us for the, for the tapes. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, but uh, do you know, you you just get the perfect take coming straight out. So as far as you're concerned, it was first time. First time every time. <laughs> But that being said, we will end the show the same way we end every show. And with a brand new start, stand new start, this is season two of Science. Season two. Now that's what I call science. Season two. There we go. So, um, for the first time of a whole brand new season, what is in the test tube rack tonight? Well, I'm going French core. Not this French core. Not your kids' French core. I'm going your grandma's French core. Oh. 
dark, disturbing, slow, getting faster. Oh, and it's so, so dirty. Stop and teasing them, Addy. It's French Connection. French Connection. Oh, there we go. So good, they named it twice. It is. Um, uh, we'll rattle out a bit of uh, French Connection, French Connection for you now for the start of Science Season 2. Um, it's been a wonderful, wonderful year, and we can't thank any of you enough for listening for putting up for a shit right. for replying on facebook to messages for free joining us on the rave for joining what, for you, what who's give you free pingers what yeah uh, like someone's missing out here you've like, got to get the front right oh well there we go um but that being said it's been a wonderful first year and here's to many more this is addy's scientific track and we are now officially off the rave
lovely. Thank you very, very, very much. Um, if we could get a recording of you saying one last little thing for our scrapbook, that would be wonderful. Um, yeah. If you could say, this is Dream Frequency and you're tuned in to the On The Rave podcast, that would be wonderful. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency and you're tuned in to the On The Rave podcast. Hey, thank yeah, you very amazing. much. Thank you, Blimey.